Hi, and welcome to TK Business Live. I'm Tara Dimmick, and it's great to be with you this Saturday. And we have a great show coming up. I'm going to have Lisa Lowen joining me because TK just came out. The print issue of TK, our spring issue, is out on stands and online at TK Business, or excuse me, TKMagazine.com. And um, a quick shout out to our sponsors for TK Business Live, uh, TIBA, which is the Topeka Independent Business Association. You can check them out at Topeka. TIBA.org, and they are doing all kinds of great stuff uh, these days. They've got great speakers, great education pieces, as well as inspiration. And if you're looking to come together with other business owners, this is a great place to land. So go check it out at uh, Topeka, TIBA.org. And our other sponsor is Lawyers Title of Kansas. And so make sure you uh, check them out. They have been an incredible underwriter of ours and supporter for, for us for the many years that we've been going on and, and we're just excited to have them on board with us. So now on to Lisa and talking about this most recent issue. So every if, you, if you've been hanging out with us over the years, we love to come together and get a talk about kind of what the articles are that are in TK and hopefully share with you some of the insight, maybe why we decided to go this route or the inside story behind some of the story that you might not hear because we can only print so many words. and so. We thought we would just kind of do a rundown. We launched the magazine at the Junior Achievement Hall of Fame because our cover article is Hall of Fame. And Lisa is always the writer with that particular story. So I'll let you just lead the way on this one. It's always my favorite article to write of all of the issues that we do. And people say, why do you do it? Why do you keep doing it every year? How do you come up with something different? And honestly, the reason I do it every spring is because the people that that are nominated that win this business hall of fame award this honor they are the most amazing people that i have ever met these are the most humble people and sometimes you just you know kind of heard of them but you don't necessarily know everything that they've done and i swear when i go to interview these these individuals i'll spend an hour and a half two hours with them and you are not going to get all of what I glean from talking to them in my articles, but I hope you get a glimpse of who they are. So the four of them this year, there's four, and I'm sure you're going to be very familiar with who they are. So the first one that is we're going to talk about is Michael Wilson. And if you have done anything with any kind of architecture or building in Topeka, or if you own a building in Topeka, or if you have driven past one, chances are he has had something to do with it. Yeah, he's involved in so much. They just, you know, Architect One is is the company that he built. Uh, he did that with many people, and and he always, I think that was a cool part about when you're writing the story and he reviewed it. Part of the review was, hey, I didn't do this on my own, and that real desire to make sure that it wasn't just shown as as Mike's Mike's work, Mike's life work, but as something that he did with the people that he surrounded himself with. Yes, he was he was quite concerned, honestly, that this. Everything that he's accomplished has been a group effort as far as he concern, he's concerned. It's a community coming together. He's part of that community, and he wants to give back to that community. One of the cool projects that a group of investors, um, along with Mike, were working with recently are those new loft apartments down there at 101 Kansas. Kansas. Yep. And they just did a grand opening on those in January, I believe. And beautiful, you know, there's like 30, 35, 38 spaces down there. Took an old building that basically was an eyesore and turned it into something beautiful. Yeah, it's and, and those projects are not small feats. You know, you think about like 
not only do you have to go in and, and renovate a building, in some ways it'd just be easier to bring it down and put something else up because of all the work that goes into fixing and correcting. But it used to be the Seymour, I'm, I'm going to mess up the whole name, but the Seymour, uh, was it a, a packing place? It was a, it was a construction place, but, or excuse me, um, gosh, anyway, Seymour was what it was called. And uh, his grandma worked there. So I thought that was kind of a full circle moment, too, where, you know, it talked about how he was he, he was there as a kid. He knew his grandmother worked there. And then now he owns it and he's built it into these lofts to make them homes and the homes that connect downtown and Noto. When you really look at the positioning of where it's at, it's right there by the Kansas River. When all of the riverfront development does happen for those people who have chosen that as their home, they're going to have some beautiful things to see out their window and they'll be connected to both Noto and downtown. Absolutely. Well, we don't have time. I, can I know we can go just for keep going a on. whole go, segment. We have to make them quicker. Got to do quick. Okay, so um, let's do Beth Ann Brandon next. Beth Ann uh, was owner of BA Designs and built a company from ground up. She is an entrepreneur, entrepreneur at heart, was raised basically in the Martin Tractor family because her father was um, the owner of Martin Tractor, and she grew up working in that business uh, her father held her to standards of you have to know how to write a business plan. You have to have uh, your ducks in a row. You have to know how to deal with employees. You have to be honest. You have to be fair. You have to do the right thing. And when it was time to start her own business as an um, interior designer, she took all of those things that she had learned growing up in that business where customer service and taking care of the customer and doing the right thing was the most important thing in the world. And she took that into her own business. Yeah, I think Beth Ann reminds her, and then the next two we'll talk about, Pat Gideon and um, Rob Bryman. You you hear this a lot when we're doing the Hall of Fame about family and parents who raised them up in a way that said you always treat the customer the best and do the right thing. Always do the right thing. Those kinds of things that resonate constantly with, with our Hall of Fame individuals. And I, I think at some point it'd be nice to like go through all of them and really pick apart what are the key things that, that Hall of Famers have consistently about them. Well, and Beth Ann, part of doing the right thing was knowing when to sell her company, to take care of that family that she considered employees now. The empl- I'm sorry, the employees she considered family now. She had to take care of them. And it was a really tough decision to say, you know, in order to keep viable and to be able to keep growing, and I have to, I have to let a larger company with larger buying power come in and help me take care of these people. Yeah, it, that, it's a great piece. Okay, so how about uh, Gideon, Pat Gideon? So Pat Gideon, um, he's one of those people that knew from day one that he was going to go into the family business. Didn't need to go spread his wings, didn't need to go build a life for himself because he respected and admired his own father so much in the banking business at Silver Lake Bank that all he knew was I'm going to go in and I'm going to take that, what my what my father has built, and I'm going to continue that and improve on that and leave my own legacy in the banking industry. Yeah, it just, it continues that conversation of the legacy that a family has when they're business owners and that treating the people right, doing the right thing, and and, you know, always being able to go to sleep at night because you did the best you could. Well, and Pat has lots of stories, but one of my favorite was him watching his father worked a lot with farmers. And so him watching his father l- do a handshake with a farmer to get a loan when there was really no real reason that that 
there, there was no collateral and there was no financial security to say that there, that farmer was going to be able to pay it back. But his dad knew. He'd look him in the eye. He'd firm handshake and say, okay, I trust you. You're, gonna, you're going to be a good customer. And Pat still does that, even though regulations don't allow him to truly do that. Right. He still makes decisions based on character and looking somebody in the eye and that firm handshake and just that gut feeling of, this is my customer. I'm going to do what's right. Yeah. So Rob was one of my favorite stories. I'll be honest. It was it was um, Rob Bryman with Bryman Jewelers. And I think it was because you could feel the emotion that he had. And I think it's at the very end. He has a quote in there that's basically saying, I'm, I don't really deserve this is kind of how, he, you know, that humble feeling of I'm just a working man doing the job that I want to do, you know. And so uh, not trying to make a million dollars, not just trying to live a life, a good life and be a part of the community. When I interviewed Rob, I have there he wears his emotions on his sleeve and I don't mean I think any of you who know him probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Happy, ecstatic, tears at times when he was remembering his uncle and the suffering that he had with ALS. Uh, tears when they shut down the store that he had operated for 17 years in Westridge Mall. Just the, the emotional roller coaster of what it's like to be a business owner, the ups and the downs and the struggles and just trying to keep afloat at times. And then the emotion with coming full circle. You know, he grew up on Kansas Avenue and he's back on Kansas Avenue in the main store. But watching that area come back to life where people are walking on the streets and they're going back in and out of stores and they're shopping is just he, he almost couldn't put into words how that feels to him. Yeah. So that's the Hall of Fame. So you kind of have an idea of, of these rich stories, these incredible individuals. And Hall of Fame is one of our favorites. Um, it's something we do consistently each year. We have a great relationship with Junior Achievement of, of Kansas and the work they do for the Topeka Business Hall of Fame. And so we're very honored to be a part of that and get to showcase it on the cover of, of, of the magazine. But that is not all that's in the magazine. And it's this this particular issue is might be, I don't know, I say it all the time, that this might be my favorite issue. But there's something about this issue with the fact that we have this Hall of Fame group and then we have these young entrepreneurs. So there's a, a piece called Passion to Profit, and it is all about high school entrepreneurs. And so we picked three entrepreneurs, um, individuals who, who definitely have the heart of the entrepreneur in them. And those individuals were uh, Harper Zimlick, Santana Holbert, am I saying that right? And then, and then Maddie. Maddie Lamont. And so they're, Harper, I got to talk about Harper first because, and then, and then you can kind of show the other ones, but Harper is, um, has Harper's homemade. And so she makes cookies and cupcakes and all this good stuff. She shares it all through Instagram. And, you know, she started, I mean, she started when she was in middle school and people liked her stuff. And so then she was making it for more people and it kind of was a word of mouth thing. But then as time went on, she put it on Instagram and she was discovered by my daughter who told me when I asked her, I said, well, who are some entrepreneurs that we could look at that are in high school? And she's like, oh, you got to see Harper's Instagram account. So she showed me it. We immediately started buying cookies from her and they are outstanding. They, they are just kind of outstanding. They are decorated with love and care. I asked her how long she did my son's birthday cookies and they were swimming. And so they had swimmers on them that she had actually like artistically made on the cookies. I was so incredibly impressed. So this one's legit. Like 
I not only have we do I vouch for this, but I think her cookies are great. Her artistic ability is great, and I can't wait to see what she does. And they're all great. So what they did, these kids are amazing to me because they don't know the word no. <laughs> they're like instead of you know us adults, we we sit there and say, ah, I can't do that. What are you talking about? That would be it. They're like, hey, that's cool. I'm gonna do it. So Santana, she's got Santana balloons and she's again started when she was like 13 years old and she went up to the balloon guy. She started when she was four. Oh, okay. So when she was four was when she fell in love with balloons. Okay. When she was 10, she was on her first time. She got to make $30 off of tips. Like crazy, right? And I, the other piece of this that you could tell, I obviously love these, but the other thing that I love about her is so... I first caught wind of her several years ago. So she might have been, she's she's only a sophomore. She's only a sophomore. So she's only 15 now, maybe 16. And we caught wind of her when she was 13 because we started getting, we get a lot of feedback from people where they start kind of contacting us and saying, hey, you should look at this. So we've been watching her for like three years, trying to figure out, okay, is this legit? Is it not? Now she's being invited to balloon conferences and making stuff for like dresses it's incredible well and she's doing competitions mm-hmm. and so she's got a she markets through facebook word of mouth she has um a lot of contacts with people who put on events and so she in fact she has booked enough events where she's twisting balloons that now she's got her mom having to do it with her because she's got so much demand that she can't keep up with it so her mom will blow up the balloons and have them ready for her so she can twist them. And she takes balloon art to the next level, right? She's she's, she's those balloon arches you see at an event or um, like she does balloon dresses that are all made of balloons. She does hats and and larger items than maybe you think of when you think, well, you go to the fair and you see somebody doing balloon twisting. This is another level, maybe a couple levels up from that. And so it's it's super impressive. And then we have the, the YouTuber. Maddie Lamont, she started out, she loves makeup. And I don't know, I've got a 13-year-old daughter who loves makeup. And she follows makeup people on Instagram and YouTube. And she loves to watch them do their tutorials on how to put their eye makeup on. Well, Maddie is one of those that'll do those tutorials. So she has not only trained herself how to be a makeup artist, she, she puts the YouTube videos up on how to do it. But now she's starting to book to go to people's houses to do prom makeup and to do special event makeup and to actually go put makeup on other people instead of just doing the tutorials. And the kind of behind the scenes piece of this article is we actually had multiple um, individuals that we were looking at for this particular piece. And what I like about Maddie so much is she has both angles. So the YouTube for, for all of us older people who are trying to figure out, well, how are they making money on YouTube? Well, they make money because if you look through, if you, you know, if you watch an ad, then that credits them and they get, they get money for that, basically that watch of the ad. And so, so they're using the YouTube channel to make money. And then on top of it, what's great about Maddie is she's actually then booking appointments like Lisa just mentioned, where she's got multiple streams of income opportunity. And then the next level that we found with others, I don't, I don't know that Maddie's doing this yet, but one of the other individuals that we were, were vetting to try to figure out who we were gonna put in the article, she actually is sponsored by different makeup places or companies as well as like um, different, she'll try on a bunch of clothes and so she'll get those clothes either at a discount or for free. So there's all these different ways that people can start making money because they are 
what is that called? Where they they're basically like the sponsor for that that they showcase um, the different clothes and things like that. So anyway, that's that was a, a really fun piece to try to vet out who are these entrepreneurs we're going to choose and and how do you showcase them because their success has been through social media. Maddie's success is Instagram, YouTube. Um, Harper's success is through Instagram. That's been a key for her. Uh, and then Santana, actually Facebook has been a major player for her. So it's interesting to see how they're using social media to grow their business exponentially. Uh, so that, that's that been really cool. We are never going to get through all of these articles. <laughs> so just to recap, I've got Lisa Lone with me. She's the editor-in-chief of TK Business Magazine and each issue of TK. We love to get together and just chat through some of the articles and the behind the scenes uh, of why we make the decisions we make, or it could be just kind of here's the inside scoop of that story or what you're going to find on the pages of TK. So we have made it through two articles in, in half a show. We're, we're not doing very good. We're going to go much faster. Okay. So here we go. The one of, our, one of my favorite sections that we do in each issue is called Heart of the Entrepreneur. And it, it showcases somebody that we've either um, never heard of before, or sometimes it's people that have been around for a long time and people just don't know their story. And so this is one of those cases. So Alonzo Harrison is not new to Topeka. He is involved in all kinds of things. He owns his HDB construction trucking company. Um, He is very involved. But we also needed to add into that heart of the entrepreneur, his wife, Renita Harris, who also owns a construction company called My Company. And so while they technically don't compete with each other, they sort of do. They go after large contracts um, all across the states. They're not just here in Kansas. Both of them are running their own companies, but then they're also married partners in life. It's kind of amazing. I <laughs> I, I look at them in admiration. I, I think what they're doing is Pretty incredible. Two separate business owners owning separate companies in the same industry and being able to bounce ideas off each other and also be able to say, look, it's okay if you don't use that idea. I, I love this couple. I, I don't I, I've met Alonzo and I just think the world of him in in the in the few times we've we've connected. Uh, but wow, what an incredible, incredible company. Not only that, but this is a family business. They have brought in their own families to do work and I don't know. I just, you know, they don't do a ton of work locally. They do, they go where the work is. And um, I'm just, I'm honored to have them in the magazine. I've been wanting them in the magazine for a long time and we finally got them to, to be there and and heart was open for this opportunity. So you're going to love this article. You are. And you know, there's, there's some fun things there. I just said we weren't going to talk a lot and here we go. I know. But, um, you know, he, he first saw her on a job site oh, I love in that a hard hat holding the work fl- the slow down sign thinking what's that little bitty person doing out there holding that sign and all these trucks and construction going around that's what he says too what's that little bitty person <laughs> yeah it's awesome what a great love story i love i love too when it talks about how she is out there and somebody comes and talks to her to her like she didn't know what she was doing because she had some new boots on or something i just thought Oh my gosh, the stories she could tell. I, I can't even imagine to be in that industry and to be a small, petite woman, just rock star. That's what I think of it. Okay, so th- another article. Sorry, we're never going to get through this. The, another article is Old Building's New Purpose. Uh, we talked to Heather Graves with Onyx. It's a great story. You've, you might have seen some of the things that she's been doing on um, social media, but she has rebuilt this building in Noto 
and um, it's pretty amazing. She's done all kinds of great stuff, and she's got more coming, so I can't wait to see what else is coming. She, she's been announcing that there's more to come. But the piece uh, between the two of these that I was most surprised about, because I've been watching Heather, she's been doing all kinds of cool stuff, but I had no idea that Jim and Charlene Robach were behind the Vinewood. And um, we had seen some different things, but they are the owners of the Vinewood, and they have renovated that building. And the best part is, again, a love story, right? It's This is where they met. At a dance many on a Friday night 30 years ago. 30 years ago. How and cool. now they just want to bring dance, a place to dance, back to Topeka. And for right now, it's an event center, but you could hear it in the, the story how they want to bring the magic that they once had, once they what they once experienced, not sitting on their phones trying to communicate and fall in love, but actually connecting and dancing and being together with their friends and the people that they, they have the most fun with. And so it's a it was a unique story because I've we've known them, we've talked about them, we talked about them back when they were in Noto and thought they re- had retired. And here they are rebuilding, renewing, renovating, and trying to, to turn something from history into something today. It's pretty exciting. It's a pretty cool story. All right. So what are we going to go next to? Let's do the business of lobbying. And I know you're like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's quite fascinating. We have, because we're of the capital city here in Topeka and we're the seat of government here, we have a lot of businesses in this city that are actually in the business of lobbying. So companies pay or, and organizations and industries and associations and government entities pay these lobbyists to go argue on their behalf in front of the legislature or to at least educate the legislators on um, issues and topics. And so the underlying theme, we, we talked to four different lobbying companies here but the underlying theme was they do all the research and the homework and they learn everything about the issue that they're dealing with so that the legislators don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really serve as as educators. And, and that's what you'll read in this piece. So there's there's multiple uh, lobbying companies we got a chance to talk with. And the fascinating part of the story is really how much they all are on the same page. I, I was, I, I don't know that I should have been surprised, but I was surprised how consistent their message was about honesty and trust and that, that the people in the positions that they get to work with, they want to do good. And the process most of the time works. And so to that, those were all good things to hear consistently. Yeah. And the, the big point they wanted to make was lobbying has kind of become a dirty word and it's not because the, without the, the value of the services that lobbyists provide, these topics would not be explored to the extent that they are. Legislators wouldn't know how it affects the Livestock Association necessarily if they didn't have a lobbyist sitting there saying, but this little piece of this is going to affect these people. That way they can make informed decisions. Yes, are they trying to sway some? Of course they are, but for the most part, they just want to make sure that everybody has the information they need to be able to make an informed decision. Well, and at the end of the day, the reason this is so important is because we live in Topeka. And Topeka is is the capital city. So this conversation is happening right in our community. These businesses are happening right in our community. And, and there's a huge value to them. And so it can't be discounted. Okay, so we only have a few more minutes left. So I want to mention one thing. There's an article called Rethink the Trades. And one of the biggest parts of this one is that it is all about talking about the other types of jobs that are out there. I think we've gotten so set on 
you have to go to college, you have to get this four-year degree that takes six years. Um, but uh, this kind of talks about what else is there and what are the businesses looking for? What are the businesses looking for? What are is economic development looking for? What are um, those that are looking to help the skills and help people get skills? What are they looking for? And so check this article out. It was it, it actually came to us from businesses. They were requesting this article. We heard from multiple businesses that said we need employees. We want people to consider how much money they can be making if they would have a trade and a skill uh, or a skill in the trades, um, how impactful that would be. So, okay, Lisa, we've got two minutes to hit on creativity at work. Okay, so we've got lots of businesses in Topeka that actually give people ways to express their creativity. We were only able to fit in three. So we talked to Bed Springs and Burlap. They make they, they have um, cool paint techniques that you can go in and learn. They sell their own merchandise, kind of a, a cool uh, environment to go do that. Similar is Paint Therapy Uncorked. You go in, you can paint, you can take a class, you can just learn to paint some things with some help of some instructors. Yeah, the difference is is kind of bed, string, bed springs and burlap is more of like creating for your home, the different decor you might want, where paint therapy is writing, putting it right on the canvas. And then there's Potwin Pottery, which is also painting, but that's making ceramics. We did go with painting, didn't we? We did go with painting. I don't think we even realized that until just now. You just got the inside scoop that we accidentally went all painting. That's fine. <laughs> Painting's fun. But it's different outlets, different avenues. You know, if you want to go paint some fun little cookie jar over at Potwin Pottery that you can set on your counter, that's great. If you want to go paint some eclectic sign or get some home decor from Bed Springs and Burlap, you can. And if you want to create a piece of art to hang on your own wall, you can do that at Paint Therapy Uncorked. And I think the key to this was what we saw is this painting, this this uh, expression of art, this expression of creativity was really about giving yourself a, spa- a space to have some therapy, to develop community, and then also to get out of your head to really bring out the expressiveness that you have, the creativity that you that you have right inside of you. So that was a lot that we just went through in a very short amount of time. So sorry for the fast talking. We got going pretty good there for a little bit. Uh, But this issue is awesome. You can go check it out right now at tkmagazine.com. That's our online issue. And then uh, you can pick it up. It's all over the place. We've got all of our business partners who are advertisers. Give them some love because the only reason this magazine happens is because of those advertisers. They're our partners. They are what what brings the magic They're They help us identify stories. They they're so important to, to us and to Topeka. So if, you know, as you look through the magazine and you see our advertisers, please thank them, go shop local, go, go choose our, our advertisers for who you might do business with. Uh, we would appreciate it, but we really feel like they deserve it too. They're committed to our community. And uh, you can also grab a magazine at any one of their locations. We also have it at Dillon's, Hy-Vee, Westridge Mall. It is easy to find, I promise. We dropped to over 600 locations. And again, a shout out to our sponsor, the Topeka Independent Business Association and Lawyers Title of Kansas. Lisa, thanks so much for joining me. This was fun. I'll see you in June. (laughs) Okay.